1: Recording live from Glory Hole Studios and beyond, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way, we bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 569 of Cognitive Dissonance, and Cecil... Yeah. I got my vaccine.
2: <laughs> I got my vaccine. It's so exciting, man. It is. It's so exciting. Dude.
1: I, I, I got to tell you, man, like it was, it was genuinely like schmaltzily an emotional kind of a moment. It was bet, at once intensely anticlimactic as well because sure. yeah, it's yeah, yeah. just a vaccine.
2: Yeah, You've okay. had
1: a million of them.
2: It's not like seeing the ocean you know, right. for the first yeah. time. Well, yeah. You know, that's a moment, you it's know? It's like your first yeah.
1: sexual encounter. It's over yeah. before you know it. <laughs> it kind of hurts a little. <laughs> <No, I just laughs> you put it in the wrong hole. Yeah, All <laughs> of these things... Yeah. It's uh, like you're yeah. trying to make eye contact, yeah. but oh, anyway. But no, <laughs> nobody will let you kiss over. them. Anyway. It's just like <laughs> there's no kissing you unless tap, you tip. <laughs>
2: you gotta tap it a little to get it going, you know. There's all this stuff. It's similar. But I, I have Good we you, we buddy. could
1: potentially, man, reunite here relatively soon. There is it's it possible. feels it feels like um a light at the end of the tunnel kind of a yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, it was a crazy experience to have to get. I I qualify uh, here in Illinois. We've got groups one A, one B, one B plus, one C, and then group two. And I know every state does things differently. Um, I qualified under group one B plus, but and I have for some time. But there was no one B plus sites around. Like I I tried with Walgreens and CVS yeah, no, and pro- like and there was so I drove my wife and I drove five hundred and forty four miles round trip to get that vaccine. And I would have done it all day yeah. and twice on Sunday. It was Good wonderful. For you, man. I would do it too. Wonderful. The thing
2: is, is I'm on group two. I've been I'm literally furiously typing forms since the vaccine has come <laughs> out. I'm typing every form that pops up on my computer. I, at this point, I pretty much owe several hundred thousand dollars to someone in Nigeria. Sure <laughs> I filled out a million forms. I, every single one of them says, don't call us, we'll call you. Yeah. Because I am not in a position. I know you're You're a frontline worker. And, you know, it's different for you, but but for me, they're just, they just look at what I have and they say, sorry, man, you just don't, you don't qualify for age. You don't qualify for pre-existing conditions and you don't qualify for your job. So literally nothing you do is going to get you a vaccine sooner. So sit down, you wait, just chill out, and then we'll get you in here as soon as we can. So I am on a bunch of lists to try to get a, like an extra vaccine. I know that there's a bunch of those out there. And I'm on a dozen of these lists that I could get a a message at any point to go run off and get a vaccine. The no whammies, but, no whammies yeah. list. <laughs> <But> yeah, cross <laughs> your fingers and hopeless. But I am I am hopeful and uh, and you know Tom and I hope that we can we can uh, rejoin in the studio once both of us get vaccinated. Tom's got to wait a month and then I'll get vaccinated. We got to wait a month, but after that, back in studio together. As soon as Hopefully, you're vaccinated, buddy, I'm gonna tongue
1: kiss you so hard. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh man, I'll tell you, we come out of there, you got fucking cum in your beard. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> the glory hole. I've it's been back, back to the glory hole. It's back open, baby. I, yeah, I do so, want to talk I'm a little excited. bit about
1: I'm like excited. the difference between rural America and civilized
2: America. Yeah, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, I know dude, we got rural
1: it. listeners and I'm yeah. sorry. I feel so bad for you. So I, I drove down to a place called Quincy, Illinois. So I had never yeah. heard of Quincy, Illinois until I found out that they had some fucking Rona shots. So I was like, <laughs> Quincy used to be a yeah. show
2: on TV about a coroner. So that's should <laughs> tell you something.
1: So it is it is 270 miles from where I live. Yeah. I live in the exurbs. So I live actually yeah. about 40 some miles outside the city center. So I'm already, I'm already at the edge of the yeah, the suburbs, edge of Chicago land right? area.
2: It's Chicago land area, but it's at the very edge. But sure.
1: even even where I'm at, so I live in a town that actually, by population, has the second largest population in Illinois. It's a couple hundred thousand yeah. people, and yeah. I am bordered by another town with 150 thousand people, etc. Another big et cetera, town. Right? It's, in the,
2: it's within the top five, I think, right. or six. So yeah, and so you know, I'm I, I'm used to, and and I, you
1: can get in the car and I can drive those 40 miles into the city, and you drive those 40 miles into the city, and it's just like dense population after dense population after dense yeah. population. Yeah. Just just for as far as the, and in Illinois, as soon as you fucking go south of I-80, like yeah. the corn just opens.
2: And yeah, it's just- west of 47, yeah. route 47. West of route 47, south of I-80, it is just rural.
1: And so we had to stop and get gas a couple of times, long drive, um, stop and use the restroom, et cetera. And I mean, Cecil, man, nobody wore masks. Yeah man we, we walk into places people getting gas people walking in the building the people that are working you know at in the buildings nobody is wearing masks and we got to the vaccination site is a statewide mass vaccination site right on the Mississippi River in this town called Quincy and like there was no line there's plenty of fucking vaccines man there was no sure. line you could get your choice of time and date like whatever time and date you want no problem there's no line. The people administering the vaccine, I chit-chatted with them a little bit. They're like, we just wish more people would come here. We have like we're, we, yeah. we have extra. We, we have more than we can use yeah. down here yeah. because they distribute them by population, but not every population is equally desirous of using them.
2: Can another state come in and use one of Quincy's vaccines if they qualify?
1: Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I will say that from a practical perspective, they don't give a fuck. So yeah, so but if I don't qualify, know. Yeah.
2: If you qualify, you may be able to go on their website, yeah. and fill out the form and make an appointment. Absolutely. So yeah, if you're you know, in I Illinois look, as, and you qualify, Illinois, hundred yeah. percent, you should do. it. Yep. You should do it if you qualify. If you, if you need a vaccine, one B plus right now, they're yep. taking anything below. So and it's Johnson and Johnson one stick only,
1: right, Tom? Well, they tell you. Yeah, the one I got was the Johnson and Johnson single stick. They tell you when you sign up which one it is. So. When they run out of that one, they'll have other ones. So they don't guarantee. It's not like it's just that site isn't I just see. the Johnson and Johnson okay. site. It's okay. just what they had, yeah. um, which for me, driving that far That's was good. like a nice selling point because I don't That's have to good. drive back there again in a few weeks. Yeah, man. So That's good, but yeah, yeah. it's a, what a what an incredible, emotionally relieving experience to we be done. We a watched
2: sh- a very short news. Uh, piece before we started tonight, Tom, about the uh, the people in Oklahoma. They had a CNN piece yeah. on uh, Anderson Cooper, and he went he sent his reporter out to a restaurant there, and they asked everybody in this restaurant. Now, granted, it's a small group of people, but he asked a couple different lo- locations in Oklahoma. Hey, would would you guys be up for getting this vaccine? Would anybody in this room not get the vaccine? And Literally everybody wasn't going to get the vaccine. Almost everybody in the room. There wasn't a single person in the yep. small diner. There's no masks. Everybody's sitting right across from each other. Nobody cares. Rural America is in a weird position. And I wonder too, and I, you know, if you live rurally, let us know. Do you feel weird if you live rurally and you wear a mask? Do oh, you uh, feel yeah. strange? Because I know when I drive out to go see people or, you know, because I had I've seen my in-laws a couple of times. And we sit outside, right? So we'll sit outside. They have a fire pit. And so we'll sit outside by their fire pit and we'll drive out there. And every time I drive out there, I always have my mask on. And I, I, whenever I stop out there, if I stop for gas, I'm the only one with my mask on. Now it is just outside of Route 47 and just South yeah. 80. I mean, it's, it's really <laughs> uh, yep. just it on is. the other side of both of those, but it is rural America. And... I notice that I really, I don't feel I don't give a fuck. Right. So when right. I get out of the car and somebody looks at me weird, I'm just, I think, you're the idiot, friend, not right. me. Yeah. I I don't care, you know. So it doesn't bother me, but I'm also reinforced by the fact that I live in, I live in Chicago and I'm constantly reinforced. Downtown, people, there are people you see walking outside without a mask, but I haven't walked into a place yet and not seen someone in a mask.
1: Right. Yeah. That's I I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine walking, being, I know that like in, in four weeks I'll be vaccinated and, you know, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, like go out to dinner, um, Yeah, me too. you know, and I can't me wait too. to do that, but it's going to be really weird. It's, it's going to be, be really strange. weird. I can't wait to it's see my dad. Like I was yeah. like, I texted my dad. I love my dad. I texted my dad. I haven't seen him since Christmas in 19. Um, and so I'm like, Hey man, I got my vaccination. You got yours. We can see each other soon. He said, well, there's downsides to everything, I guess. Oh,
2: <laughs> I your was dad like, oh, is I miss best. you even your
1: more. Your dad is the best. Oh, I miss you even more, man. That's great. But it, it was, it was great, great, but like, it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird to yeah. like see him and not to wear them. There's going to be a, uh, um, yeah, there's going to be a period of time when this does wind down and we return to something. Approaching normal life and those of us who become acclimated to protecting ourselves and protecting other people as well. Um yeah. where it's 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 not like a flip that gets switched. And all of a sudden I think it's gonna be like, oh yeah, it's totally comfortable to like sit in a room with you, Cecil, and like yeah, talk. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. I can't wait to do it. I'm so I excited for us too, both to get our it's vaccines.
2: Gonna be weird. But it's for, gonna be for weird. A few to, times. Yeah. I, I have a I have a meeting on the books right now for August and it's a unit meeting with my work my my day job and it's an in-person meeting. They scheduled an in-person meeting at an off-site location for us to be somewhere together. Oh, really? And so they are all expecting we will all be vaccinated and ready to go by then. And when is it so in August? In, in August. Okay. So, yeah, so I think August you know, so, is a good date. You know,
1: I think that'll be I don't think it's, I don't
2: think it's I don't yeah. think it's it's that I belong to uh to a athletic in in hard quotes, their athletic organization <laughs> called the SCA that. that is uh, that is you know has ceased all sports activities, fencing and the like since last year, and there has not been any sanctioned anything that has happened in the SCA since last year. And there's a huge big gathering that happens in Mississippi every year uh, around this time oh, called yeah. Gulf War. I, I went one time and then I decided this is totally not for me because I hate Mississippi but I remember <laughs> I remember them mentioning it last year and they had some real hard decisions on whether or not they were going to cancel the whole thing yeah. they didn't know should we cancel it should we not cancel it should we because it was all right on the beginning it was at the beginning of March and they did wind up canceling it and it was the right decision because they canceled at uh, weeks later they canceled all activities at, period there's no more sanctioned activities at all and they haven't been for over a year, and they're not even talking about opening them back up at all, even for discussion, until after May. So June 1st is when they're going to start talking about it, whether or not they're going to even start doing it.
1: Man, you know, did you think this was going to, back in March, did you think we'd be still in this place a year plus? I'll tell
2: you what, I'll tell you what, when we were talking, Tom, when we first started this, even all the way until probably July or August, of last year, you and I were not sure whether or not we would even be getting a vaccine before September or June G- yeah. because we were saying June of this year we we didn't think that the vaccine was even going to come out until June of this year yeah. was that was conservative yeah. saying that it would be passed and ready to go June of this of, of, of 2021 and so when we were having conversations about this i was very hopeful that before the end of the year they would have something but everybody everybody was talking about that's that's a that's a pipe, pipe dream, dream. Yep. because it's been four years is the earliest that they've been able to do something like this, and so uh, it getting it here now, I I'll tell you, I think this is way this is on a it, it, this is far more expedient than I had expected it to be. It's
1: unbelievable. If you, I mean, I know that there's a lot of talk about, and and there's a bigger national conversation, and the stimulus package is actually a part of that conversation about you know, what is the role of government? And and there's that stupid fucking Reagan quote, um, which was misused recently um, by, by a Republican, um, which so is, you know- Someone who
2: just misuses corpse once in a yeah.
1: while. <laughs> Any use of Reagan's body is yeah. a misuse of that horrible <laughs> raisin of a thing that he had. But, but you know, there's something like, you know, there's no word scarier than, you know, I'm from the government and I'm here to help, right? And that's yeah, a stupid yeah, yeah. fucking thing to say, but it really yeah. created a- a long-lasting ethos in America that the government sure. is just sure. not good at stuff, right? That yeah. we're just, but but here we are. This these vaccines were approved. I mean, if you if you really stop and think, I know it's been frustrating for everybody to try to get signed up and to get a vaccine, and there's been some confusion, and but it's fucking March. It's the middle of March. The vaccine yeah, was approved in December. Approved yeah. in December. Yeah, we've already hit a hundred
2: million. That's an amazing. That's 42 ast- days early. Astonishing. You know, his first 100 days, he wanted 100 million. He did it 42 days early, man. That is a... Ast- and nobody thought he was going to hit that number. Yeah. He, like, the goal was to hit 100 million in 100
1: days, and people were like, what the fuck? That is... Yeah.
2: Ooh, that's some pie-in-the-sky shit. Bitch, because we're going to be... Because Trump was fucking... Yeah. Trump was fucking vaccinating 250,000 a day, and he was, like, fucking jerking off to everybody. He's showing how great he was. Yep. The, the,
1: the The rate at which these things are moving is, un- and the scale and the logistics, it's it's crazy. They're already yeah. doing testing for uh, infants six months and up, up to 12. Yeah. Because remember, this yeah, is yeah. only for adults. We've also got to vaccinate the childhood population. Sure. So it's frustrating in the sense that we all want to return to normal, but we've never done anything this quickly. We've never yeah. done anything even remotely. But we're orders of magnitude faster than we've ever been in terms of getting shots in arms. And it's, it is a fucking medical miracle. And it's- I mean, it bears saying it really bears saying
0: it It is astonishing.
2: Yeah, it really does.
0: If you want to know how white supremacist terrorism has become so ubiquitous in this country, the answer is clear. Our government let it. White supremacy is our nation's disease right at the core of its DNA. And when we stop treating it, it is fatal.
1: All right. So see, so we got to talk about a couple of things here. Um, And I, I, I created some notes that all kind of link together. There's been some attacks um, one of these attacks that everybody has heard about, I'm going to talk about it from, there's a New York Times article, there's many, many articles you can find about the Atlanta mass shooting. So, some fucking troglodyte shithead neckbeard, which, have you seen the pictures of this guy? Jesus
2: Christ, dude.
1: Fucking neckbeard. All Jesus day long, Christ. shitty fucking neckbeard McGee shoots up a couple of Asian massage parlors, kills eight people in a rampage that's stretched across two parlors. When Police asked him why he did it. He talked about being a sex addict. And he talked about how, you know, he was eliminating temptation. So it, it, does, it does require us to pause here and say, the, the little strip mall Asian massage parlors, those are brothels. Those are, those are often, often, often sex brothels. There's been article after article written about how they're populated primarily by women from Korea Who've been sex tricked and sex trafficked into the United States? This is—it's a, it's a fucking horror. And at least out here in the suburbs, there are literally hundreds of these businesses that pop up all over the place. So these are not like places you go and get a legitimate massage. They're just not. Um, they are—they are brothels populated by women who've been human trafficked and tricked um, into coming here. And it's a—it's a whole industry that has popped up. So this guy goes in and, and he shoots up two of these parlors. He kills somebody who had nothing to do with the parlor um, or shot somebody who didn't kill yeah, him. shot
2: somebody, yeah. Um,
1: who had nothing to do with the, the parlors just because yeah. they happened to be walking by. Eight women uh, were murdered by this yeah. fucking guy. Um, horrible, horrible, horrible event. Of course, you take a look at this guy's social media and what does this guy love? Well, I mean, he loves guns, unsurprisingly. And he loves God. He's a youth minister from a Baptist church. Um, He's a gun nut, Mm -hmm. unsurprisingly. He's a fucking another one of these religious fucking gun nuts who has a thing for Asian massage parlors and the sex acts that he's paying for there. And then evidently couldn't deal with the fucking temptation and so decided that one of the ways to rid himself of the temptation was to slay eight human beings, to murder. He didn't kill himself. He wasn't like, man, I can't handle this what fucking temptation it? myself. I'm just going to kill eight random human beings who are human trafficked into having to
2: give him handjobs. Let's talk about the toxic religiosity of this act Absolutely. in a way too. Because, yep. I, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of toxicity here. And there's a lot of, you know... It, it. this is that moment where you can look at a bunch of different reasons and say, it can be all these reasons. It yep. can be all these reasons simultaneously. It can be racist. It can be misogynist. It can be religious. It can have all of these different ties. But I want to talk about the religious toxicity here for a minute because I think that there is such something so fucked up in your religion when you... As somebody who is part of that church and someone who probably helps other people understand that work think that sex is more despised in the eyes of God than murdering multiple murders yep. than multiple murders sex is more sex is the problem here sex needs to be there's there's a hierarchy of sin and you have chosen sex as the highest rung on that ladder, because you're willing to commit other sins to stop you from having sex,
1: it's insane. It is it, insane. The the, the it the, makes no yeah, sense no, on yeah. any level. Like it's literally, no. it
2: literally makes no sense whatsoever.
1: The 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 religious preoccupation with sex and sexuality and their weird negativity around yeah. sex and sexuality is, I yeah. mean, it, it is it is a horrifyingly toxic. It creates these problems where people have. You know, they, they have guilt around their their yeah. desires that yeah. they have they have no reason to feel guilty around these these desires. Yeah. And they keep they, they keep getting uh reinforced in this and it, it creates this tremendous amount of guilt that they feel compelled yeah. to act on. This horrible, horrible fucking person who murdered eight mm-hmm. human beings um, was sort of quasi-defended, incidentally. Oh, by this was so disgusting. This press oh. conference. So this this fucking Georgia officer. This story comes from the Guardian. Um, Captain Jay Baker in a press conference said this. They got the impression that, yes, he understood the gravity of it. He was pretty much fed up and kind of at the end of his rope. And yesterday was a really bad day for him. And this is what he did. Yesterday was a really bad day for him. He was fed up. Fed up by what? Fed up by the existence of women? Yeah. Honestly, fed up by what? These were just women who had nothing to fucking do with this guy. What the fuck is he fed up with? He is fed up with having wanting to have sex with women and like, what, having to pay for it or having to fucking feel weird about it or not having access to sex like whenever he wants access to sex. What the fuck is he fed up with? He had a really bad day. Eight fucking people were fucking murdered by this guy.
2: He had a really bad day. We focus on these fucking people. Day. Yeah. What's that? You could argue they. You could argue they had a worse. They day. They had a shorter day. You know? They had <laughs> a shorter day. That's for sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: families completely upended, lives yeah. completely destroyed, and Disgusting. we're worried about how this guy. Well, you know, he had a. He got fed up. He had a bad day. He is a fucking murderer of
2: women the only reason this guy ever even says this, and this happens all the time, the only reason they ever say these types of things is because they empathize with the killer yep. because he looks like them. Yep. Because he's, it, it, it could be their cousin. It could be their brother. It could be, they empathize with them. But it tells you too how much they dehumanize the other people that he killed, yep. right? While they do empathize with this guy, they don't empathize with any of the victims. Yeah, and what the fuck are we trying... We-
1: why are we trying to find empathy with people who mass murder other people? Yeah. Like, why are I we trying know. to find a point of fucking connection with that guy? I mean, why Why in the world are we having these... Situ- we-, we look at these yeah. situations, and this, is- this will bring me to a larger point. You know, when we look at mass murderers, everybody wants to know why something happened, right? It's one of the central questions. We find out who, yeah. and then sure. we also want to find out why. Yeah. And-, and it's why. kind of funny because the why doesn't from a justice perspective matter. It makes no difference. You find out who did it. You, you, you Did he do it? Yes. Nope. Throw him in jail. Okay, fine. Yeah. You know, he did it. Punish him. You know, whatever. The why is part of our need to understand, right? We have a human need to understand. And one of the things that we do, and I think it's reasonable to do, is we try to look for commonalities among these horrible, horrible sure. fucking situations. Because I think there's a sense that, man, if we can figure out what the common denominator is, maybe we can solve for that common denominator, right? And if you can solve for the common denominator, maybe you can take steps toward identifying it ahead of time or toward fixing it. But there's a common denominator in these shootings and these murders that we are not often identifying. And it'll bring me to another story that happened this week um, before I get to the larger point. There was a murder of a 33-year-old woman named Sarah Everhard um, and that took place in London. That took place, uh, I think, last week or this week. It was on March 3rd, is when it happened. Um, and I, I, I want to read from this Times article because uh, there's a part of it that just kind of makes me want to throw up. Um, they found her dead after doing everything she was supposed to do. She took a longer route that was well lit and populated. She wore bright clothes and shoes she could run in. She checked in with her boyfriend to let him know when she was leaving. And that was not enough to save her life. So when this woman was uh, murdered, the police then went around in the neighborhood where this woman was disappeared from initially and then later found murdered. And they told women to stay home, Jesus stay Christ. home for their own safety, stay home. The common denominator here is dudes. Yeah. The common denominator here is men. Um, yeah. And it's not a little bit of a common denominator. So I did I did a little bit of research out of curiosity. Um, mass shootings. How often are they committed by females? How often do women commit mass shootings? Well, less than four percent of the time. Less than four percent of mass shootings are committed by women. Men overwhelmingly commit these crimes, and it and it really it really tends to be significantly lower body counts. But it's it's. It's less than it's less than four percent of these things. Yeah, women yeah. are fifty-one percent of the population. They have the exact same access to guns that men have. There yep. is no exact. difference in yep. access. Yep. Right. Yep. There is no difference in. I mean, look look at Olympic shooting. Women shoot just as well as men do. In fact, yeah. it's one of the sports where um, it evens out. There is no difference in women's ability to shoot. There's no difference in population. If if everything was somehow equal 51% of the population it wouldn't be 4% or less of women committing these fucking murders. It's not right. it's not 40s, it's not 60-40 guys. It's not almost nearly it's overwhelming it's almost to the point where it's like st- it's almost 100%. It's close enough to where it's like yes, yeah, yeah. this is, it's a fucking male problem. It is yeah. just a fucking male problem. Men are committing these murders and they commit murder against women. Overwhelmingly, violence against women is by men. When we talk about these things, we leave that part out, right? We leave out the part like when we talk about like you know, X number of of, of women in in X number. I don't because I don't want to talk about the statistics. There, like it's like one in four women are raped, right? But like yeah. they're not raped by bears. Yeah, they're <laughs> raped by men. We don't <laughs> right, say right. that. We don't say that part. I don't understand why we don't say that part. When we look at like mass shootings and we try to figure out what all these guys have in common, look, if they all had the same religion in common, we would point to that religion. We say there's a a problem there. In a second, in a second. If if 96% of all the men who committed, of of all the people who committed mass shootings all had gone to the same school, we would say there's a problem at that school. If they all had,
2: but you know what?
1: 96% of them are men and 49% of the population is men. This is yeah. a male problem. The violence in our society is male. It is yeah. overwhelmingly male. Women should not have to do a list of things they're supposed to do to yeah, walk to home.
2: Themselves. Yeah. I,
1: I can do whatever I want when I walk home. I can do anything I want when I walk home. And I, I was reading some of these statistics and it's like, well, you know, and I, you hear a common counter argument, which is something like, well, you know, men are oftentimes you know, or more often the victim of violent crime than women are. Yeah, by men. It's still the perpetrator. If you want to look at who the perpetrator is, if we focus not on identifying victims, but if we focus on identifying who the perpetrators are and figuring out what the fuck is causing this problem, men almost own almost all the guns in America. We own an overwhelming number of the guns. We commit an overwhelming number of the crimes. It's not even close. It's not, it's not even fucking remotely close. We got to say that shit out loud. What the fuck in London? I know it's a different society, but it's, it's still. What the fuck are we going door to door and saying, yeah. keep your women yeah. inside. Keep your men inside. The women aren't the problem. Women yeah. aren't killing people. They're just not. You can look at all the numbers. They're not killing people. They're not killing other men. They're not killing other women. Not in these kind of numbers. It's insignificant. It pales in comparison. And I don't know why we refuse to say that, except for that we live in a patriarchal society that refuses to look at ourselves as the problem. We don't want to view ourselves as the powers that be and say, you know what? Maybe there's a problem within male society Within how we raise ourselves in the in the cultures and the values that we reinforce in the activities that we say are acceptable and not acceptable, I was thinking about this a little bit too. Cecil, so you ever been in a fist fight? Yeah, seven. I've been in. I've been in fist fights. Yeah, I don't. I, most of the women in my life have never been in fist fights. Yeah, it's just not part. Violence is just not part of growing up. Yeah, From for most women, it's yeah. just not part of your growing up life.
2: One of the things that happens, and this is, again, we're throwing it back to to my dork culture, but when in the SCA, when you're training a woman how to fight, some of the first things that you're teaching her to do is what it feels like to be hit what that feels like to hit someone else, how not to freeze up when you're going to hit somebody else. Some of those things are real obstacles when you're training women because they just don't know what that feels like. Sure. They don't don't do those types of activities to do that sort of thing. I'm not trying to be sexist. I'm just telling you the things that I've encountered. So I don't know. I genuinely don't know whether they're across the board. All I can tell you is my anecdotal experience. And my anecdotal experience is I've fought... Many, many women who have just genuinely picked up the sport and they freeze up when there's an opening because they they don't, they, they're not, they, they just don't know what it's like to throw a shot and then they throw things, then they pull them. So they'll throw and they pull because they don't want to hit you too hard. Sure. They want to throw and then stop it from hitting you so that they don't. So that's what I've seen, at least just even just, you know, anecdotally. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny that you you mentioned that, you know, the the one thing, this is one thing we can look at, but we always don't pay attention to it. It reminds me of that that guy from Always Sunny with the thing with the push pins, and he's got the the twine and he's he's got all the push pins and it all wraps around a big dick and everybody's just staring at it like I don't know what the problem is. I don't yeah, know. You right, can, can't right. put a finger on what it is. What is it that's causing it? this problem, but it's a big cock in the middle of it where all the push pins spin <laughs> around it, and but I was listening to, very interestingly, I was, because a lot of people are saying that this is a racially based thing that happened. Right. Because, I mean, you can point to the last year of uh, existence in the United States, in the newsosphere, they were constantly talking and and amplifying Trump's message where he would call the the COVID-19 the Kung flu, where he would call it the China virus. He literally just wrote a fucking memo out, I a know. tweet memo a week ago, a week ago that ago. called yep. it the China virus. Yep. So we're not, I mean, this isn't stopping. He's still doing it. But the fact is, is that there's been a lot of uptick in these attacks on Asians throughout. And they did a daily on it where they're talking to him. And one of the tough parts about this is that, they look at they when they look at these things that they think are hate crimes. There's no real indicator there that says it's a hate crime against that person because there aren't the same usual symbols we see for other types of hate crimes. So when you see a noose or you see a swastika, you know those are hate crimes against right. someone because those there are symbols that and there's groups of people that all sort of interconnect around the hate of that. But when it comes to Asian Americans, they don't have anything or they have very few things like that, that would be an indicator in this point. To a larger point, Tom, there's also not that for women. Yep. When you think about misogyny, there's not like a misogyny group out there. I mean, there is the Insuls or whatever, but there's not a misogyny group out there that has a as something as identifiable as a white hood. Right. There's not a misogyny yeah. group out there that is something as identifiable as a swastika. So how do you pin on this guy or any other guy who goes out there and, and murders a bunch of women? How do you pin that on misogyny? You know, in this case, he's literally telling you that right. he's frustrated because of sex. Yeah. So we should believe him. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think we should take his fucking
1: word for it. He just fucking killed those people. I think he's the only one who knows the state of his own fucked up neck bearded mind. Right. But, you know, I, I was thinking about this similar topic. Like, I don't understand. We have a hate crime problem in America, and that is male on female violence. It is a yeah. fucking epidemic. And the numbers, the FBI statistics on this will shock you if you take a look at them. They are. It's scary. It is scale- I don't know why that's not a fucking hate crime. If, if, if white people targeted black people in those overwhelming numbers, in those overwhelming numbers, if white people targeted black people, we would be like, holy shit, we've got a white on black hate crime issue. We have a problem. But somehow males targeting females for violence, it honestly, it's just kind of a fucking norm. It's become kind of a social norm. And we have to stop doing that. We have to stop talking about it like it makes it makes me crazy. Like a woman was raped. Oh, really? By who? We identified yeah. the gender of the victim. Right? Yeah. We because somehow that's important. Really? A woman was raped by a man. Yeah. Because it's gonna be a man. Like statistically, yeah. it's not yeah. maybe. Oh no, it's fucking 50-50, flip a coin. Ah. Like you know, it's not it's not 50-50. It's not 70-30. It's not 80-20. The numbers are overwhelming. Right. They are right. overwhelming. They're shocking when you take a look at how frequent at the difference in male perpetrator versus female perpetrators for violent crimes, murder and sex crimes. It's not even fucking close. And we don't we talk about the victim. We identify the gender of the victim. We say who the victim was. And we identify that. We don't say who the perpetrator is. But you know what, man? We say who the perpetrator is if they're a black guy. We oh, identify yeah. we identify hell their yeah. race. We identify yeah. their religious minority affiliation, right? Oh, an Islamic guy did it. The thing is that, and I think part of the reason, Cecil, is we assume it's a guy. It goes without saying. And I think yeah. that's, I think we should pause and think to ourselves, man, maybe it shouldn't go without saying. Yeah. Maybe we ought to fucking say it because it's actually forty nine percent of the population producing ninety six percent of the mass shootings. That's bizarre. Yeah, that should not be the case. That yeah. is that is that you know you. I, I'll tell you what, like somebody got shot. Who are we looking for? I bet it's a dude. Yeah,
0: I'll fucking va- yeah. anyone
1: gonna take me up on that bet? Yeah, I'll tell you yeah. what, guys. Next yeah. mass shooting that takes place. Next mass bombing that takes place. I'll put $1,000 right now that's going to be a man. Anyone yeah. want to take me up on that bet? I'll give you 5 to 1 odds on it. Sure. I'll give you 20 to 1 odds on it.
2: No one's taking me up on that bet. Because you're still... It's a dude. You're still... Yeah, because you're still at 20 to 1. I'm crushing those odds. The house is still ahead. The house
1: is crushing those odds. That should be a problem. We should recognize that and say, we have a problem with male violence. We do we just a woman was murdered who do you think did it well I know we're gonna be looking for a dude I mean we just are yeah, yeah. I mean I don't know yeah. why that's not part of the national conversation I don't know why anybody would knock on doors and tell women yeah, to stay home the,
2: yeah it's it's such a it's such a reversal of responsibility because you know it 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 you hear about this uh, people have said this before where they say you know we shouldn't be telling women how not to get raped we should be telling men not to rape women yes. right it's, it's it's just it's just we should we're doing it backwards we're basically saying all men are 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 beasts and the only thing that can tame them is you wearing a high collared shirt right. because yes. if you don't right. there's nothing that's going to stop them from raping you at any turn and the problem is that they're just never ever ever put in a position where they're responsible for those actions. We automatically assume that that's okay. We're just like, yeah, no, it's like it's 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 almost as if men are rabid dogs and there's nothing you can do about it. It's just going it, to you're taking your chances just being a woman. Sorry. Yeah. Luck of the draw.
1: Well, the thing is like I've got it's 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 an interesting experience for me because in the last few years I have gained a stepdaughter. And as she grows and when I when I met her she was 6. Well, now she's 10. And as she grows, we're going to have to teach her how to navigate a world in ways I didn't have to learn, right? I didn't grow up with women in my home. So I grew up in a house full of men. I didn't have to navigate the world because I built the world. Men built the world. They built it for me, right? But like her world is smaller, necessarily smaller. We need to stop letting that be okay. We need to stop being, you know, like, Is it okay if she comes, can she ride her bike four blocks after dark? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. When I was in fifth grade, could I ride my bike five blocks after dark? I could could walk. I could not wear pants. I could do whatever I wanted. I don't understand why we can't call that shit out. We need to call out the perpetrator, not the victim. Like this Asian massage thing makes me fucking crazy. Eight women were murdered. Eight women were murdered. And it's another fucking neck bearded asshole. Another sexually angry, shit-heeled, neck-bearded motherfucker who, what, had a bad day. And he yeah, murdered eight so fucking women.
2: It's so disgusting. And there's so, like I said, there's so many different pools you could dip in there. And there's so many different ways that you could look at it and, 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 and say, there's all these major problems we have with society. Yeah. Racism problems, misogyny problems, access to gun problems, uh, you know, sexual repression problems, religion problems—they're all in this. In this shooting, they're yep. all there. Yep. All you have to do is look for them.
1: Oh, and real quick on that—that that fucker bought his gun Tuesday. He committed that murder Tuesday or Wednesday. I think he committed it Tuesday right. night or Wednesday. He bought uh-huh. his gun Tuesday in Georgia. There's no waiting period. He bought a nine wow. millimeter pistol. And he just walked out the door with it. In many states, Cecil, you can just walk in the door, swipe your credit card, and walk out the door with a fucking lethal weapon. There's no- We were talking- Nothing.
2: We we were talking to people when we did our concealed carry class, and they were sending us messages saying, well, you know what you need to do to conceal in our state is buy a gun and conceal it.
1: Yeah, right. That's, you know, they changed the-
2: That's how you conceal it. Well, they're floating that law to change it in Indiana
1: so that you don't have to do shit. You don't have to get a license to conceal carry in Indiana. You could just have a gun and then 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 hide it. it. And then hide it. it. And then you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Protect yourself from the smells or whatever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I got it from a birthday party. I got it from a Christmas card. I got mine on Mother's Day. Every year, millions of Americans are needlessly subjected to the dangers of secondhand glitter. So, uh,
2: some people who in the audience may be familiar with with who Mark Rober is. Mark Rober is a YouTuber. We're going to link this on this week's show notes. Mark Rober is a YouTuber. He's got millions of subscribers, like 17 million subscribers. God so he's damn. He's a very popular YouTuber. Uh, he's an ex-NASA engineer. He, he makes engineering stuff and he's a very, very uh, photogenic, funny, intelligent guy that makes interesting to watch videos. So if you ever get a chance, check him out online. He's a really interesting dude. But he did a package thief, uh, basically a, a package that for porch pirates, anybody who came by and stole off a porch, he had set up these fake packages to catch them in the act. Now, he did this a couple years ago. He started this project a couple of years ago. He basically 3D printed 3D printed a box and he put some cameras in it with GPSs that auto recorded and sent things up to a cloud. Uh, glitter shout out! A little message would come out that would say uh, that would be uh, the kid uh, Macaulay the home from kid. Home Alone would say <laughs> hello and all this other stuff. You know, you filthy animal! All kinds of stuff. It was really funny and very clever. But when they took the lid off, essentially, it would shoot glitter, this fine glitter everywhere. Shoot fart spray everywhere it was really just a gotcha box like right. fuck you you took my package ha ha, ha. you got you got, and it's a really uh cl- clever way he added it is really cool he did this a couple years ago a couple three years ago then he did it again and he improved the box and he keeps doing it every year because it's it's a great video to watch and he keeps on making improvements to make it worse each year <laughs> so it's actually really funny he's putting in things so you can't immediately slam the lid back down. If you pull the fart spray, the fart spray is going off unless you turn it upside down. He's got like all these really clever things that he's doing. He's putting in, uh, he put in uh, blue light flashes and he also put in a a, a police scanner sound. And so it's, it's really awesome. He has a countdown timer on it. It's all this great shit that he's done. But while he's doing this, he gets in touch with a guy who's a scam baiter on YouTube. Now this scam baiter, does some really clever shit where he goes out of his way to trick the scammers that that calls you up on the phone the scam is very is relatively simple although they're finding out it's much more complicated and that's what we're going to talk about but the scam itself is pretty simple they convince you that they ga- they they've convinced you to give them control of your of your computer over the internet they tell you that you've gotten a refund uh, and that the refund's coming to you check your bank account. You do. When you do, you check your bank account, you look, and the bank account doesn't have the refund. So they say, okay, we're going to send it now. And then they put an automatic keystroke in there. So it looks like they sent you too much money. And then they go, they don't hack your bank account. They basically hack They basically hack into the HTML code that runs the bank site to make it look like you've gotten more money than you've actually got. Uh, and you didn't get any money at all. You did, you didn't get a, a dime from them. But they make it look like you gave them you you got twenty thousand dollars from them, and they were only supposed to give you two hundred. And then they ask you to give them money back. So they say, "Look, you have to return that money." And people do. People. And this is it's not a it's not a it, it's not a small industry. They were saying in this video, it's a sixty billion dollar industry. God damn. So these people these people are are scamming people for billions of dollars. What they do is they convince you then to take this money, put it, go get it out in $100 bills and put it in a book or wrap it in aluminum foil and send it via FedEx. And then the scam works where they basically hire people to intercept these packages that are delivered to either Airbnbs or they, they, they meet outside the Airbnb and they say, Is that a package for Joe? That's me. And then they get the package. Waiting outside as if they were just walking out, so they wind up hiring people as middlemen to to capture these packages, and then they get a cut, and then they send the money back. So there's a, and then so there's just this big, it's like a big web. Yeah, it's a of lot of people, people that are involved in this, and it's amazing. But he winds up teaming up with this guy who's who's working, who who is able to trick these scammers, uh, and he winds up uh, essentially. Uh, sending these packages, these fake bomb packages to those people and he winds up recording them. He's working with the police at a certain point. They wind up arresting one of the people. It's an amazing video. It is so worth the 20 minutes. But I think the reason why I want you to watch it more than anything is that they target the elderly. Yeah. And the people the older people they don't they don't know that someone else is hacking into their not hacking into their computer that's literally given access to their computer they don't know that it, how easy it is to change html on a website when the screen is blanked they don't know that they that that and they're doing it as, when tom and i were talking about this earlier tom pointed out he's like the reason why they're doing it is because they think they're doing the right thing yep and you're you're playing on people's emotions and their their goodness and it's it's such a shitty thing and tom you told me recently about a scam that works in your industry, about in the in the title industry, and and people might not be familiar with this one either.
1: Yeah, so I work in real estate, and I work for the for the title company piece. So we're if you're not familiar, we're the we're the middleman, uh, and we're the end stage of the transaction. So nobody trusts anybody. Everything comes to the to the title company. The title company acts as the settlement agent. So we take in all the money, we distribute all the money, we insure pieces of the transaction itself. It's a simplification, but it's, it's what we do. So we're involved in the movement of all the money within a real estate transaction or most of the money within a real estate transaction. And a huge amount of money gets, gets redirected. So we've got a huge problem in our business right now. And it's happening fucking constantly where you are buying a piece of property and you're um, in communication with your realtor or your attorney and some hacker spoofs the, uh, email address and they, they make it look very, very, they'll change one letter, you know, so instead of coming from Tom, it comes from Rom at, you know, Rom's law office or whatever. So they just change one letter. They, they forge your, your email letterhead, et cetera. And they say, Hey, here's the wire instructions for your upcoming purchase of one, two, three main street. Make sure to send your funds you know, to that address. And people, oh, okay, great. You know, I got to send, I'm buying a house. I'm so excited. Here's my life savings. It happens all the time. And they send hundreds of thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars to, you know, this bank account. And the second it hits that bank account, that money is chopped into dozens of smaller pieces and then distributed internationally. I mean, it happens within minutes of it. So it goes from my bank account to the scammer's account. The scammer gets notified. They chop it into dozens of pieces. Boom. It goes off internationally. That money's gone. Nobody is protected when that happens. So the the problem with that scam is that it bypasses all the usual financial controls. And so the consumer is 100% left holding the bag. And they're holding the bag because they went to the bank and said, please wire... $100,000 $100,000 to account 1234, and, and the bank said, okay, and they wire the money to account 1234. They did what they're supposed to do. The problem is that they, the, the, the consumer doesn't know that their, that email address didn't come from their realtor. That email didn't come from their attorney. That email was spoofed, and it looks fucking picture perfect, except for one letter somewhere in the to or from column and up in the address, which people don't look for. They don't look for it at all. Email spoofing is really, really easy. It's not a sophisticated scam. But many of these scams rely on one of two things, right? They rely on your lack of sophistication and familiarity with the type of transaction you're going to do very infrequently. So that would be how real estate scams work. Most people buy two, maybe three houses in a lifetime. Yeah. I yeah. think the number is like two point something. So sure. you, you're not going to do this very often. The last time you did it was probably 25 years ago, and the rules have changed, and life has changed, and technology has changed. So you're not likely to be able to rely on past experience to say, "I'm deeply familiar with this process." Yeah. That yeah. is not how this is supposed to work. You're not the party that's supposed to send these trend, these these details, right? So, and then in the case of the the glitter bomb um, scam. It relies on the good nature of people to want to make things right. The, the the thing that was like really up like fuck about this scam that you showed me this video is they're scamming the elderly, and the, these people just want to set it right. They they yeah. do the work of creating rapport with this person, and then they say, "Oh my god, we've created this rapport," and "Oh my god, I made a mistake," and Cecil. If if you don't help me make this right, I'm going to lose my job, and I'm over here in India, and jobs are scarce, and my family is literally going to starve, and I just made a mistake. And can't you do what you can do to help make this right? It's just a mistake, and you know I didn't mean it. And then, of course, you're going to—because it's preying on your good nature. Yeah. It's literally developing a false rapport to prey on somebody's good nature. It is a fucking evil fucking scam. $60 billion— There there was something I listened to recently was talking about this exact kind of scam. And there are huge call centers, huge call centers in India and and in other places of the world, but frequently in India, set up that look just like other legitimate businesses. And people wake up and they, you know, kiss their spouse and they go to work and they work in a scam center. They work in a call center for scamming people. It is a whole industry in certain parts of the world. It's fucking yeah.
2: evil, man. And the the woman, the woman in this that they that they wind it, they did wind up saving someone's money, but they saved it at the last minute. And it's one of those things where she was. They're they're explaining her situation, and 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 someone had died recently in her life, and it's just this awful thing that they are preying on these people, and they're preying like you say on their good nature, and they're preying on their ignorance of how things work. You know, they don't know that when a company charges your account and gives you X amount of dollars. And all of these things are all the same. They're all, they're all enticing you to call because they're saying you're going to get something. Right. So they're they are preying on your greed in some ways because a lot of these calls that I get, and I get them all the time, it's you've received a rebate for blah, blah, blah. Please press one. I'll get it uh, constantly. Or they'll say, you know, you're set to get a refund sometimes they prey on your on your willingness not to spend money too because some of them will say, there's been a charge on your account for an iPhone, please plus one to be connected to a person. And so they have other ways right. to do it. So they either, it has to do with money every time. And so they try to get you on the phone just so that they could tell you, oh, there's been a mistake. And then they just want to get access to your computer so that they can change it on the back end of this website to make it look like you gave them money, too much money. And then they ask you for that money back. They get, and, it, and people give it to them. Lots of people give it to them. So watch this video, share it with people that you know, especially elderly people, and show them this video because it's not only entertaining, but it also has this information on it that maybe can help save somebody losing. We're not talking about a little bit of money no, here, either folks. No, big dollars. We're talking about a lot of money. Yep. The money that they intercepted was two payments of $10,000. $10,000. We just fought, we just had a fight in the Senate for $1,400. I know. It took how long? Yep. And there's, we got messages from people, True. specifically messages from people who said it almost, it really genuinely changed their life because it was very needed in their life. And so we've got messages uh as a show from that can you imagine how how devastating it, it could be to lose $10,000 when that's your life savings when that's all you have how devastating that yep. is and that's and it's not a, it's not uncommon they will call tens of thousand pe- tens of thousands of people and they'll get the hooks and one of the things they do is they share the spreadsheet of marks so if someone did it once they go after them again and again and again so these people and they lots of times they don't report it because they're embarrassed, and so it's just a disaster. So I'm going to post this on this week's show notes so you see it. I I would talk about it on the stream, but I just play his video. His video right. is way better than what right. we do. So you know, <laughs> but uh, but you should check it out. You definitely should check it out. No, it fucking isn't, Jared. The only thing that's extraordinary here is that the most
0: punchable face in America somehow looks like it's never been touched by human hands. Does it just absorb fists like a bowl of heavy cream? What's your secret, you translucent
1: sociopath? So this story I I could not love more. This is from the San Antonio Current. Tussauds Waxworks in San Antonio removes Trump figure because
2: people keep punching it. (laughs) <laughs> can I just say you know, first, <laughs> that doesn't really doesn't, it doesn't really look like Trump it does it, it doesn't do, look like him it
1: doesn't look like him it uh, looks, it, the it Putin looks like, one looks it looks good. like
2: the guy it kind of looks like the guy so, first off, hilariously, they have put Trump right next to Putin and Kim Jong-un. I know. Which is the funniest shit in the world that they basically placed <laughs> them with the dictators. But also, it it kind of looks like the guy off of Tommy Boy dressed as Trump more than yeah, actually, it does. actually Trump. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't really look like him.
1: I think there's got to be a huge market for realistic Trump punching bags. <laughs> like, there's got to be... <laughs> There's got to be a huge market, Cecil, for just like people just get that thing and just pinata the fuck out. Oh, God. Are there Trump pinatas, Cecil? I'm sure. I'm sure there are. We need to get a Trump. When we can get when we can hang out again, Cecil, we need a Trump Trump pinata, pinata. a Trump yada. Oh, I don't know what we're going (laughs) to fill it with. What do you (laughs) fill a Trump pinata with? Vaccines,
2: golf balls, <laughs> golf balls. I want to read a line from this because it's, like, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> the blonde coiffed dummy <laughs> suffered damage from both punches and scratches <laughs> to scratch- its face. I love it so I was like, "I'm gonna scratch your face!" Like it just like reached out. You know when a when a kid gets angry. <laughs> have you ever seen a kid like a kid get really really mad? Where they, I have a, I know someone. Uh, That is that actually has he's like a little kid with anger problems and you could see in his mind he gets like really flushed and his eyes just get wild and you could see his claw he literally (laughs) like a feral animal his claws come out and he tries to scratch people like he tries to scratch and claw at them and that's what I envision is they see him they get flushed and their eyes go wild and they just immediately try to claw his face (laughs) like a badger Oh, it's so how, amazing. How people just see it and are
1: compelled and they just, they to attack us.
2: They can't help themselves. They just see it and they're just like, I gotta punch that thing. How much I gotta punch the shit out of that thing. I would would you would you pay to punch this thing?
1: I would pay to no, punch this thing. I wouldn't pay. I would pay thing. to punch this thing. After after the last no. year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd swipe my fucking credit card so uh, hard to punch this thing. I would I would pay to stab that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I like I know that uh, I'm never gonna get five minutes alone in a room with the actual man. But like oh I would take 90 seconds alone in a room with a wax dummy oh, of him. and ni- just a I, whole
2: 90 seconds. Just give me 90 God, seconds. God, I'm so mad. <laughs> just scratch its face. They had to put it you away, out, Cecil. You come out and its head is stretched out and you're wearing it over your own <laughs> face. You just stretched its own face over your face. Oh, oh God. just amazing. It's so great. It's so I love. Amazing. I love that
1: at some point the workers had to have a meeting where they're like, all right, so, we can um, either keep fixing this fucking thing or stick it. They're punching the dummy again. Yeah. <laughs> Jim. Jim, Big pick dummy. up the Trump dummy and just, you know what?
2: Put it in storage. Dummy. Big. Du- I love that he's in between. Two of the worst people on the planet, Putin and fucking Kim Jong-un. And those are, they're not a scratch (laughs) on I'm curious who
1: else, like, are there other reviled figures that are out on the floor at Madame Tussauds?
2: But, like, Trump is just getting after. (laughs) I remember, have you been to Madame Tussauds in Vegas? No, uh
1: uh-uh.
2: Yeah, I went once. uh, This was, God, a, a decade ago, probably. And uh, I went and took a bunch of pictures there with different stuff. It's a weird place. Is it? Nothing, I bet it is. nothing really looks like the thing. Like They make it seem like it's a perfect, it doesn't look like it. I'm like, oh, would you get a Mrs. Johnson's fifth grade class to make that wax sculpture? It's, <laughs> it's kind of average. Does it, it look like look... that,
1: like fresco that got repainted? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just like, like that. A... It's
2: like that. Everything's a Picasso. The <laughs> nose is all weird. And,
1: yeah. Just off a little bit. Everything just is just three percent wrong.
2: I'll tell you what. Look at this Trump. Look, go to the notes and look at this Trump thing. I don't think it looks like Trump. It doesn't. At all.
1: No, no. I would not. I actually don't think I'd recognize
2: it. It Actually, looks like a guy I went to high school with. Now that like <laughs> the Putin now one look looks good. I think the Putin like, one looks good. The Putin one does look. But Putin good. looks I mean, kind of waxy. He does. The Kim Jong-un one has shrinking face disease. Look at how small that (laughs) face is.
0: You're going to see the power of God. Flame of fire is going to come out that butthole. God's going to have a flame coming out of your butthole.
1: So I'm not 100% sure how real this is. I want to say this comes from LipstickAlley.com.
2: Lipstick Alley, Tom? Where are you getting your stories from, Tom? Get them from
1: wherever they pop up, Cecil. (laughs) 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 I did try to vet this and I found similar stories, but they were like, from the daily sun, etc. So, sure, I don't know, but then I decided I actually don't care. Uh, because this story is amazing. <laughs> Pastor who heals people by farting on their faces claims he <laughs> farts the Holy Spirit.
2: <laughs> oh man, it's just. You look at this, and he's sitting on someone's head. He's, and he's literally he's, he's relaxing, sitting on them. lounging on someone's <laughs> head. With his microphone. Just, just beefing on their face. <laughs> just a hot, beefy <laughs> fart right on your cheek. Gosh. What?
1: I don't <laughs> Sit know. Sit on my face. <laughs> I don't know how sick I'd have to be if someone was like, I'm going to fart on your face. I'd be like, mm. is this like a weird jellyfish sting thing?" thing?
2: Yeah. Like... <laughs> Yeah, are you gonna pee on the fart afterwards? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I don't know. You seem really uh, into this. It's oh, so weird. It's so great. It's such a
2: strange. I mean, you know, I don't know. Like I say, I don't know how. I don't know how real it is either. But there are pictures of him sitting on people's faces. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that looks
1: real. And if it's not that, it's like, well, all right. What are you doing then? <laughs> Because let's say you're not farting on his
2: head. What are you sitting on his fucking face for? Yeah, what does it say on your Tinder profile if you're that quick to sit on someone's face? And if you you're know what I
1: mean? not farting on their faces, what justifies wearing those pants?
2: He is wearing, <laughs> guys, a pair of pants
1: that just, I to describe them, could only do it a disservice.
2: Yeah, he looks they're, thrilled, they're not- too. It's, it's there to mask the chart. Yeah. I think that's what it's for because there's a bunch of circles on there and they're all brown. True. And so it makes sense. You mask the chart as quickly as you possibly can just so that nobody can know that you... That's got to be a difficult one. This he is, had a really rough night. He ate some Thai food right. and he farts and a little goes. He lets a little extra out. What the floodgates open just for a second. There'd be
1: a lot of pressure having to fart on people on <laughs> lot, command. It would be a, a lot, lot, of lot of pressure. pressure. It
2: would, a lot of pressure coming down on your face. you' <laughs>
1: would be like, for sure. Okay, I got to work tomorrow. I'm going to eat a lot of coleslaw. I got to...
2: <laughs> <laughs> Does somebody in the audience have to pull his finger for it to work? <laughs> Does he have to do that? Does he have to pull the ripcord in order to fart on their face? He's got to pull the ripcord. Man, poof. poof.
1: You like show up. You're like, all right, guys, I'm a little, I don't know. I got maybe two, three healings in me today. That's it. That's all I got. (laughs) That's the best I got. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not. After last week's incident, I'm not pushing that hard.
2: (laughs) They were out of cabbage at Trader Joe's, so I just, I didn't get as much.
1: They show up the next.
2: He eats a whole plate of of grilled onions right before he comes in. (laughs) He eats six sliders. (laughs) All right. I'm
1: going to need everybody to line up and hurry up. I'm full of
2: kimchi right now. All right. That's just want you to know I had White Castle, so here we go, folks. <laughs> you're a stupid motherfucker embarrassing the whole country. You think you're just going to get up in the morning and tweet out some bullshit? No one wants to hear it. No one wants to see it. Fuck Donald Trump. 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 Fuck Donald
1: Trump. This story comes from Business Insider, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, says there's no question Trump's rhetoric about COVID-19 led to elevated threats against Asian-Americans. And I read that and I thought, well, yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, like, yeah, when the leader of the country is is openly disparaging China and calling yeah. it China and a yeah. Chinese virus, we got it from China. It's yep. from China. and Constantly yep. reiterating that. Yeah. This virus, which we didn't have to have, which came from China. China blamed China. Oh, really? You think that guy might have had something to do with it? it was a relentless, constant fucking iteration of that point.
2: Yeah, and I mean, calling it calling it that from the very beginning. I mean, there were so many people from the very beginning: the Wuhan virus, the China virus, the Kung flu. The Kung flu is just said, so racist. It's to so say. racist. They yeah. had said it so many different ways and so many, and they did it. They did it constantly. And I want to point to the fact. And this is something we brought up on the show multiple times. When Trump was removed from Twitter, we saw a decline in the shared in the in the amount of stories that were false that were shared. Yep. That was a it was a it was a quantifiable drop in the number of stories shared that were false. False false news, fake fake facts, whatever, it went down quantifiable and by a large amount, not by a small amount, by a large amount. The president and his mouthpiece mattered. Yep. They absolutely mattered. And the messaging that came out of it, if it was false or if it was racist, it didn't, it, it, it wound up, it wound up mattering more because the president has the largest, had the largest bullhorn. And could shout it to the most people, and they adored him. Yep. And they they hung on every word he said. And so it's literally, there's, there's this is the most non-controversial thing you could possibly say because it's played out in the evidence. Yeah.
1: Uh, here, here's a guy that people love so much that they wear his name. They carry yeah. his name on a flag when they stormed the Capitol. You can't pretend that the guys that that the words that he said did not have a tremendous impact on shaping people's values and views. We watched yeah. it. We watched it play out in the most egregious of ways in real time with people chanting his fucking name and holding his name printed on flags as they you can't pretend that he like, well, it's just some shit he said. Yeah, that's some shit he said. That is some shit yeah. he said. There yep. was a story yep. There's a story I read earlier today about like an 89-year-old Asian woman who got punched in the face. And yeah, they just yeah. she got like attacked by some dude just standing there. Just fucking yeah. standing there. Crimes against Asian Americans are dramatically on the rise right now. Where do you think that comes from? It's not it's yeah. why would it be on the rise? I don't know. Maybe yeah. because somebody stood up there and constantly blamed China for everything. Yep. Yep. Because he we went out fucking racist in chief. And I, how many years does it take to scale that back? Yep. years yep. and years. It doesn't go away just because that guy's fired.
2: Right. And, and you know, yeah, maybe maybe he's not reaching them anymore, but this idea hasn't gone away. Nope. No, it's implanted, man. He doesn't need man. to reinforce this. He doesn't need to reinforce this idea. People are prone to this idea. Yeah. Yeah. The people who follow, there's a lot of people who follow him that are already prone to this. <laughs> So we want to thank our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons. But we want to thank our newest patrons. Darren, Daniel, Fullowole, <laughs> Carl Kohler, Scoop Bucky, <laughs> Hunter, Sable the Chonk, <laughs> Amy, listening to you is what's keeping me sane right now. Thank you. And Justin and the people who up their pledges glass, Josh. Thank you so much yeah, for your generous donations. You we really do truly appreciate it. You guys pay Ian's salary, so we, we can't thank you guys enough for taking some of the load off of us and giving some of that load on to Ian. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you very much. And if you want to
1: put your load on Ian, become a <laughs> patron. <laughs> You would I don't know and what to, the Patreon level it is yeah. to stick your hot load on Ian. Load but
2: Ian. We'll uh, yeah. we'll make
1: Ian, you're yeah. probably
2: listening. What is the Patreon level? Yeah, what's the Patreon level, Ian for that people they would need to do? And if you want to put your load on Ian, go to adamandeve.com, <laughs> dot com. type in Gloria <laughs> checkout, and then you could buy some things to make it easier for that to happen. We got a little bit of email this week we want to talk about. Um we got a message from Dave Thomas. Dave has been a listener of the show for a very long yeah. time. Uh, Dave's from the UK and he says, uh, I've been thinking about, uh, there's some great examples of tricking on economics and he basically explains how the people will get a stimulus check. They'll have the money. They'll They'll hire people to watch their kids. Maybe they can go out to work. They keep their house. The other person spends the wages. He's like, this is exactly how it should work. With one slight correction, Dave, that's not trickle-down economics, that's trickle up economics. Trickle down would be if they gave literally all this money to the the guy at Amazon and then he he would just keep it. That's exactly what we've we've proven over and over again that they just keep it. So it is when when you give rich people money, it's not like they say, thanks so much for the money. I guess
1: I'll spend it on poor people. I will pay it forward. (laughs) They buy, you know, like, and and it's not like they buy more luxury goods, which create the need for more services. They don't, they they don't do, like a lot of this money just goes into their personal portfolio. Yeah, Yeah. It goes into things that don't, when you spend money on stocks and bonds and throw shit in the check, it doesn't create any, any, any consumer economic churn. Nobody gets a job because of that. That money just does passive money work. It doesn't create any churn. It does yet.
2: It makes more money for the person, but it's right. all, a, it's sequestered away from the population. Right. It's in these 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 bank accounts and and like you say, stock accounts and things that they're making money off of, but we don't see that. We don't. Just because your stock went up at, at GameStop from all these people buying GameStop doesn't mean that they went back to all the employees and said, hey guys, the stock's doing really well. Here's your dividends. Right. Yeah. Like it, they don't get, they don't see anything like that. If I buy a boat-
1: Somebody has to make that boat. Somebody has to sell that boat. Like That does create churn. That sure, crea- but sure. But if I take my money and buy stocks, it creates nothing. Yeah. It creates nothing. Like there is a tangibility to the real world that is essential to create economic churn at the lower and middle level, which is what's necessary in order to drive economics.
2: We got a message from Hunter. Hunter just discovered our show about a month ago. Loves it. They they really are enjoying it. They just became a patron. Hunter, thank you so much for joining us and for being coming a patron. Welcome aboard. Yeah, you know who we love? We love you, Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Got a message from Martin. Martin says, I just listened to your most recent episode where you guys were discussing meat substitutes. If you haven't found, and you haven't found the one you like yet, that's Tom. I found a couple that I like. Um, you guys should try corn. Is that how you would say that? Q-U-O-R-N? Is that how you Quorn, say it? Corn? Yeah, I think so. Corn. Uh, it's a UK-based company. Uh, and he says that it's really great. He says they make uh he says that it's in Whole Foods now in the Northeast. The chicken is their best fake meat. So I will look for it in the future. Absolutely look for it. I I've been trying all different kinds, and I haven't been disappointed by anything except for the breakfast patties. That was the <laughs> only thing. <laughs> that, that was I've the tried best review that I of any food ever. I wanted to just puke. It was disgusting. Um, we got speaking of wanting to puke, Tom, we got an image. This was sent to us by Leon and it is international delight for your fucking coffee, coffee creamer. And it's yabba dabba do fruity pebble flavor.
1: What? Why would you put fruity pebbles creamer in your car? Just pour your coffee down the
2: drain. Why would you have this? (laughs) Who's buying this? When I was a kid. I was, uh, I was a pretty industrious kid. I would try to go out and make money whenever I could. Yeah. However I could, whenever I could, I tried to make as much money as I could. And so when I was a kid, one of the people on the street was a landlord and they had asked one of my friends if we could go clean a house out after somebody had moved out because essentially the house was just disgusting and they needed somebody to clean it up and they figured they could get higher than neighborhood kids. Sure, And the neighborhood kids can go in and just throw out the garbage and just wash it as best they can. And it's well worth it in comparison to paying an actual maid or something, someone who makes money doing that. I went in there and these people who left, they were evicted and they were so mad that they got evicted that they had really trashed the whole place. There was, you know, a dog and cat feces all over the place. It was really disgusting. But one of the things that I remember to this day (laughs) and how gross it was, (laughs) so trigger warning, this is disgusting. They took all the milk out of the fridge and they must've had a lot of fucking milk because they filled the whole sink up with milk. And they poured every box of cereal in the sink. And it sat there for a week before anybody got in there, oh. and so there was there was like rotting cereal oh. in the fucking, and I had to scoop that oh. shit out of there. It was disgusting. Oh my! And I God. remember they really like fruity pebbles. So to this oh, day, I'm like, it. nah, no that's fruity over. pebbles. I'm that's good. Over. I'm good. I don't need any fruity pebbles. Oh, that's because I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. As soon as you put them in the bowl, they turn into what they do in a week. That's <laughs> <all> fast. <laughs> it's that fast. You could skip one like a stone across milk and it would turn into shmush by time it. By the, it, uh, by the fourth quickly. fucking skip, Tom, yeah. they would turn into shmush. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> Got a message. Uh this is from uh what is that? Sion. What the fuck kind of name is, is that? I don't know. How do you pronounce S-I-O-N? Sean? Is that Sean? I'm gonna is say that Sean. A- Is that like a really bougie way to spell Sean? Is that what we're doing now? I don't know. I can't tell you. I'm going to call him Scion because that's the brand of car out here. So so, uh, uh, they said, for people outside the USA, what the hell is breakfast sausage? And it's something that didn't occur to me because it's when we say bacon, it's not what they mean in the UK. What they have in in the UK is different than our bacon. Our bacon is what they would call streaky bacon, which is different. Uh, Canadian bacon is also different from what we have. So pork products differ from all over the world. Prosciuttos, you know, different from what we have here. You know, pancetta, they have all different kinds of different types of pork products. So I want to make sure I, I explain this. It's, imagine if you took... Uh, everything Tom hated in the world and you ground <laughs> it in the pork. Uh, no, but seriously, it's, it's, I don't it's, like uh, breakfast sausage at it's assen- all. It's essentially uh, a seasoned patty yep. of ground pork mints with a lot of sage flavor to it. So there's a underlying sage flavor that they that they put into the meat, but it also has you know some other spices, maybe some onion and garlic powder in there, but it's mostly a sage flavor along with the pork, and it's got a very savory flavor that people think of as what we call breakfast sausage here in the United States. And so that's what it is. You would... Yeah, I don't even know if you could even order it in the UK. (laughs) I don't know what you would ask for. Oh Well, they'd have to
1: serve food in the UK (laughs) in order for you to be able to order it there.
2: So that is going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. I know we were just on the Thinking Atheist this week. We recorded it, but I don't know when it's going to come out. We will let you know when it does come out. Uh, we'll post the link in the show notes and let you know when it's coming out. But it's coming out soon. We're just not sure. I just don't think it'll be out this week, but it may be out in a week or two. Uh, you can expect to have us on, but we will we will post like a link a link in the sh- in the show notes for it because we we just recorded it this week. So uh, that is going to wrap it up. We, of course, want to leave you, like we always do, with the skeptic's creed.
1: Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno-Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo-quasi-alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain deadpan, sales pitch, late night info